ladies and gentlemen. It's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al pie del cañón, ready for anything. I'm Rob, and you're listening to... The Bravo Show! <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to another Probo Show. The penultimate of this year. Oh, my God. Makes me sad, guys. Um, yeah, I'm going to miss you guys. I'm going to England on Sunday... So there'll be no more shows. I probably post things on my social media and whatnot if you're following me on them. It's Aroba, P-R-O-B-O-H, Probo, on um, Inst- on sorry on Twitter. But everywhere else, Professional Bohemian. Of course, you can keep up with previous episodes of the show. It's been quite a year, guys. It's been quite a year. <laughs> um, all right, let's see what's coming up in today's show. Um, in today's 100 Humans... Um, I I asked them to name common small talk. Small talk, I think you say in Spanish, charla trivial or or conversación trivial. Um, Common small small talk um, topics, temas, topics. Um, Or in today's Complete the News, we'll find out um, why a, a dolphin in Greece, un delfín, we'll find out why a dolphin in Greece was unique, unica, or unico. <laughs> um, and if we have time, we'll find out about some um, uh, some thieves in uh, in in Colorado. <laughs> That's a good story. Um, and in today's um, unpopular opinion, we find out about the concept of personal branding, the concept of personal branding, and um, if it's creating superficial. If it's creating superficial interactions between us. Mm. Um, And uh, all that, friends, coming up in a few minutes. Right now, I'm here, you're here. Let's see what's going on in the world. Um, Eugene's with us in the chat, as is Vero. Eugene says, now you have snow too, yeah. The the decorations in the the Probo home studio, my friends. (laughs) If you're not checking it out, it looks, um, you know. I went a little overboard. <laughs> I don't mind saying it. I love Christmas. Um, uh, it's four degrees around here, says Vero. Vero also in Madrid. If you're an international listener, we uh, produce a show from Madrid, Spain. And yeah, it's cold. That's cold for Madrid. It'll get colder too. I wonder if we're expecting another Filomena. It never snows in Madrid. If, you don't, if you've never been here, it never snows here. Except for one year. Apropos of nothing, we got like feet upon feet, inches upon inches of snow. Um, commonly referred to as the Philomena. Oh God, I would love it. I love the snow. Um, anyway, let's get into some news, friends. I'm here. You're here. Let's see what's going on in the world today. Okay, let's um, dive into. We've got a lot of. Um, we've got little AI news. Let's get into this one. AI Elon Musk's. New AI bot, el nuevo bot de inteligencia artificial de Elon Musk, um, Grok, it's called, G-R-O-K, causes a stir. Um, Causa uh, revuelo, would you say? Mm. Causes a stir, causes controversy. Uh, New AI bot, um, Grok, from Elon Musk, causes a stir by citing... Open AI's usage policy. Say what? <laughs> um, Revielo, thank you very much. Será posible vaya nivelazo. So yeah, Elon Musk's new AI bot, Grok, created by his company XAI, has caused controversy by occasionally responding as if it were a product by Open AI. <laughs> um. Rev Revuelo. Ah, oh, she corrected herself. I don't know who's getting it wrong or right now at this point, Vero. <laughs> um, yeah, OpenAI, obviously, the, um, uh, the company f- um, founded and, um, uh, and ran by Sam Altman, famous for ChatGPT. Well, apparently, Grok, when answering questions at Elon Musk's AI bot, can he, Elon, go home, sir, you're drunk. <laughs> When uh, w- when answering questions, it answers as if it were a product from OpenAI, using OpenAI's um, uh, 
usage policy, which is really weird. There is a reason for it. Let's dig in more to this article. Um, the company behind ChatGPT, OpenAI, anyway. This unusual behavior was noticed when Rock cited OpenAI's usage policy in its responses, despite not being an OpenAI creation. XAI acknowledged the issue, issue, suggesting it inadvertently picked up ChatGPT outputs from the web using Grok's training. However, some experts are skeptical, believing that Grok was likely fine-tuned using datasets that included ChatGPT output, rather than this being a mere accident. Which means that Elon's buddies over there <laughs> trained their AI using a better AI. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, Elon. Elon, isn't killing monkeys enough for you? <laughs> you know, this incident highlights the growing practice of using outputs from existing AI models, like those from OpenAI, to fine-tune new AI models, raising questions about methods and ethics of AI development. Now, you know, you almost can't believe. I mean, OpenAI and um, and the products that they offer are kind of amazing. Um, and at some point, and we're reaching the point now, I believe, that there isn't enough written material to continue training AI. So they they're almost forced to um, to train it on outputs from better models. And this we can see not just in um, large language models, in AI art, um, in AI, you know, the AI they used to, um, to for auto-driving cars. They're using um, uh, artificially generated footage of streets. It's just, it's crazy. It's a, it's a world, my friends. Um, next, next up. Uh, do you want to know about Donald Trump? No, let's keep him out of the show today. Okay, ebooks. Oh, Baldy's going to spoil ebooks now. Ebooks are fast becoming tools of corporate surveillance. It's coming from fastcompany.com. Ebooks are fast becoming tools of corporate surveillance. Los libros electrónicos se están convirtiendo rápidamente en herramientas de vigilancia corporativa. Oh, será posible. Vaya nivelazo. The article discusses the growing concern about ebooks becoming tools of corporate surveillance. It highlights that a significant portion of America's Americans who read ebooks, often through platforms like Amazon Kindle, are unknowingly subjected to extreme or extensive data collection by both publishers and tech companies. Oh, tech, can you not even let us have books? I've got to admit, I never, I don't know if any of you guys watching the show, kind of are into the whole oh, os gusta el mundo, mundillo este de, de los ebooks. If you like the whole revolution, ebook revolution, I personally don't. I prefer to read without ne the necessity of batteries. Maybe that just makes me old school or whatever, but that's kind of, that's how I consume written material. If it's not news or things like that. So this would not affect me. Like when I go to England, I usually come back with like three or four books. <laughs> um, that's why, that is why I prefer audiobooks as very Okay, interesting. So let's continue with this. This data collection extends beyond reading habits and could include sensitive information, such as interests in topics like abortion with no federal laws in place to prevent this surveillance. My God, uh, this article went... Um, <laughs> Took a dark turn immediately. Um, the article underscores the um, intersectional threats of reader surveillance. Um, yeah, of reader surveillance and calls for federal lawmakers to investigate and address the harms caused by tech companies. Surveillance. Hmm. Um, control. This surveillance poses significant risks, especially to the post raw landscape. As you know, um, uh, that Roe v. Wade was overturned in the U.S. If you're a U.S. listener, this is no news for you. But apparently, yeah, um, a lot of government um, agencies there, um, they are they are surveilling people via audiobooks to see um, their interests in abortion. Oh, God. American government, come on, man. 
Is this not... Are we not, like, living in 1984? George Orwell's 1984. The, you know what annoys me is that we just give away our freedom for, conve for the sake of convenience. Here, yeah, you can spy on me as long as I can have my audiobooks and my books, my e-books, and I can post my photos. I mean, look, I'm not criticizing, man. I'm exactly the same. Yo, I'm exactly the same. I, you know, I've handed over all my privacy in exchange for, in exchange for convenience and um, the ability to obtain likes. I'm just like you, but I'm at the point where I'm getting a, to the end of my tether with the fact that we are being spied upon. And especially like, okay, so this is in um, this is in the US, primarily this news. But don't tell me that Amazon Kindle doesn't um, isn't a global um, a global uh, piece of tech. You know, I have Amazon Kindle automatically installed in my mobile phone. It's crazy. Yeah, but given that I don't use it, I suppose I'm not under any threat. The good thing about being a European, the good thing about Europe, is this is that at least the EU seems to really care about what happens with our data. From G the GDPR law that was a nightmare for marketers to um, uh, to their, their current blocks on certain Facebook products. I'm thinking here about, um, particularly about threads that didn't meet the privacy requirements. Yeah, there's a lot of things that Europe are, are, are doing that are the net benefit for we the users. But, you know, as fast as they legislate something, there'll be a new loophole, you know? And that just makes me sad. Anyway, let's get into the final piece of news today, which is a supercomputer, a, a superordinador, I think you say? A supercomputer that simulates the entire human brain. <laughs> Todo el cerebro, cerebro humano will switch on in 2024. It's judgment day. Um, un superordenador que simula todo el cerebro humano se encenderá en 2024. ¿Será posible? Vaya nivelazo. Yeah. Are you scared by that? I'm not scared by that. If it's, any, if it's a real human brain, it'll do very little. It'll just want to watch Netflix and be left alone. Um, a neuromorphic supercomputer named Deep South, capable of performing 228 trillion synaptic operations per second is set to launch in Australia in 2024. This performance level is comparable to the human brain's operational capacity. Developed by the International Centre for Neuromorphic Systems in Sydney, in collaboration with leading co computer technology manufacturers, Deep South aims to simulate the full scale of a human brain's synapses. This endeavor is expected to provide insights into how the brain processes vast amounts of information efficiently with minimal power consumption. Wow, that is crazy news. A computer, a supercomputer capable of operating at the same levels of the human brain. Um, it's interesting. This could teach us so much, not just about, um, you know, how the brain can function using such so little power <laughs> okay which is you know um arguably a very important thing um given the amount of power consumption currently used by artificial intelligence but um it's it'd be interesting um our insights as you know i'm fascinated by the um uh, by consciousness you know both in in scientific uh, in the realms of science, which science offers very little, sadly, very little insight into consciousness, both in science and um, philosophically. Um, I've read quite a bit about it. I've listened to and watched quite a bit about it. Um, so it's fascinating to me to see um, uh, to see how this, if this opens any windows into this uh, fascinating realm, which is um, which is consciousness. Who knows? Maybe we're going to create the first living machine, guys. Vero says that that's in two weeks. Scary, yeah. It is scary. Okay, guys, on that note, let's move on to today's Unpopular Opinion. Unpopular Opinion. All right, guys, it's Unpopular Opinion time. How are we doing out there, folks? Unpopular Opinion time. Um, today's brain fat. Today's pedo cerebral. Today's pedo mental. Today's rayada is... The concept of personal branding 
is creating superficial interactions. The concept of personal branding is creating superficial interactions. Okay, personal branding. First of all, what is, what even is personal branding? Let's get into it. Um, I have a definition right here. Personal branding is the conscious and intentional effort to create and influence public perception of an individual by positioning them as an authority in their industry or elevating their credibility. I would argue that personal branding can even mean more than that. Personal branding is the image that you um, portray of yourself um, in social media, digitally, in public. Personal branding. Personal branding. Like before, prior to the 90s, people didn't have brands. They were just people. <laughs> so, yeah, let's get into this. Is, is, is the, the pervasion of marketing into our personal lives becoming becoming commodities as we are are we um uh, are we creating more superficial interactions by that um as you know i always post the polls on instagram first okay and instagram when i made this statement said 91% true 91% true um let's dig into this um let's dig into this right now okay i've got some i thoroughly tortured the elves today they gave me some pros and cons um so does personal branding lead to superficial interactions in the pro column personal branding often involves curating um, an image or persona that may not fully align with one's true self this can lead to interactions based on a superficial image rather than genuine personality traits. Now, we see this more often than not in social media, right? You know, I am, you know, I'm super organic, vegan, pescatarian. You know what I mean? Um, and it kind of is a little, or at least I get the sense when I interact with people online, that it's a little bit of a one-dimensional portrayal of who that person is. And of course, when you're interacting with someone who only knows you through that superficial uh, platform or that superficial platforming that, um, that you portray, then you're always going to answer and interact in line with that persona that you've created. Does that make sense? Let's continue in the pro column. Um, personal branding can emphasize self-promotion and marketing interaction. Um, marketing interactions may become more about advancing one's brand rather than forming meaningful connections yeah right you know so we're, we're all trying to be or we are all i know we're not all but there certainly are people out there that are actively trying to become influencers in the online space <sighs> you know so like if you think of yourself as a brand then how are you going to be completely honest in your interactions without in some way damaging your brand? You know what I mean? Luckily enough, I've been told my brand is being grumpy, <laughs> which, which aligns quite strongly with who I am. <laughs> that gets the Probo stamp of approval. You know, because I enjoy the taste of people's tears. I am, um, I'm generally speaking, quite, um, I'm quite on brand most of the time. Let's continue. Uh, the need to uphold a certain brand image can lead individuals to engage in interactions that are more about preserving their image rather than being authentic and honest. Now, here is where I fall into this category sometimes. They're not often, but sometimes. Not so much on um, on social media, more, more often than not in this show. I find myself tempering my real opinions or kind of hiding kind of stronger opinions behind comedy so as not to offend, you know, to try and make as many people happy as possible. If you think there's a celebrity out there that doesn't do that, then you are sorely mistaken. Like, I'm not a celebrity and I'm doing it. Imagine the added pressure of being um, famous, you know? So personal brands almost forces a person to uh, communicate like a PR agency. And we're not PR agencies, or we don't have PR departments. We're just people. 
Uh, let's continue. Um, when people are overly focused on their brand, they might limit their interactions to those that align with or enhance their brand, potentially missing out on diverse experiences and viewpoints. So I used to operate quite, um, quite a lot in the art niche, which led my interactions to be nine times out of 10 with artists online, I'm, um, I'm referring to. Uh, not so much now. Um, so yeah, obviously that really narrows the scope of, of the kind of interactions I could could have been or should have been having online. And then, of course, you know, think about if you're quite political online. You know, you're going to end up falling into a social media bubble where you're only interacting with like-minded people. And again, that's why this show exists, you know, to, to kind of actively promote and seed different ideas. Or at least say, you know, that ideas aren't facts. Opinions, you know, come in all different shapes and sizes and we should be listening to them all. Hmm. Okay, um, so yeah, let's get into the con arguments now. Um, clarity of purpose. A well-defined personal brand can help individuals communicate their core values and interests in a more clearly leading, uh, more clearly leading to deeper and more meaningful interactions with like-minded people. Um, professional networking in professional contexts, personal branding is crucial for career development. It can facilitate more targeted and productive networking, connecting individuals with relevant opportunities and collaborations. Um, authentic self-expression. For many, personal branding is a form of self-expression. It allows them to showcase their authentic selves and attract interactions based on genuine um, uh, shared interests or values. Um, adaptation to the digital age. In an increasingly digital world, personal branding is often a necessity. It allows individuals to navigate social media and professional platforms effectively, which can lead to substantial and meaningful interactions both online and offline. So there's a really great point about personal branding, right? Um, quite often, it would be to our detriment um, in the digital age to be fully ourselves online. I mean, human nature itself leads us to interact with um, certain sections of society in a different way. We've said this many times on the show, you know, we, we tend to think of ourselves as an island. We are who we are um, and nothing changes, but that's quite, that's not the truth. You don't talk to your boss the same way as you talk to your five-year-old niece. You don't talk to your next door neighbor or your best friend the same way you talk to your bank manager. We always represent a certain side of ourselves to the world, um, depending on who we're talking to, right? We are not, um, we are not fixed individuals. We are always um, multifaceted. And, and personal branding is just uh, another way to say that perhaps. You know, online or in professional interactions, this is who I am. And, you know, to a certain extent, yeah. I mean, why can't you just express yourself the, the way you want? You know, if you want to express yourself with a certain um, set of ideals so as not to upset, offend or affect your business, then why shouldn't you do that? Maybe, maybe interactions aren't superficial. They're just more focused. Hmm. Interesting point. Um, anyway, those are some opinions, some pros and cons from the Probo Show Elves. Um, right now, I'm going to ask our live audience to uh, share their views. Okay, true or false? The concept of personal branding is creating superficial interactions. Guys, so many things you could have been doing this morning. Instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me, and it means the world. I'll see you in a few minutes. Hey guys, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find VODs of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind the scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian. And you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professional bohemian or Twitter at probo, P-R-O-B-O-H. Okay, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Probo Show. If you're just tuning in, what did you miss? We looked at um, a, uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk's new AI bot, Grok. 
causing a stir, causing controversy by citing OpenAI's usage policy. Yeah, so it seems that um, uh, Elon's new AI is being trained on uh, <laughs> on ChatGPT uh, information. Yeah, I mean, look, does that surprise anyone from Elon? But yeah, more and more um, these um, more and more these these um, language models are running out of language to consume. So it's almost inevitable that most bots will be trained on information and and material generated by other better bots. It's going to happen. It's happening already. Um, then we looked at um, ebooks becoming a tool of corporate surveillance. Um, platforms like Amazon Kindle are... Um, uh, people that use products like Amazon Kindle are unknowingly subjected to extensive data collection. Yeah. Um, yeah, scary stuff, man. Scary stuff. Like, and also I'm a big fan of print media, especially when it comes to books. I mean, come on. Um, I've kind of, for, for an old dog, I've learned the new trick of not owning physical media in terms of movies and music. But I'm a bit old school when it comes to books. I'm looking forward to getting back to England actually this year to buy a few new books. I've been recommended some. Ooh, exciting stuff. And then finally, we looked at the supercomputer in um, that will be uh, launched in 2024. Only two weeks, says um, says Vero. That will be launched in two, 2024 in Australia. A, a supercomputer that can simulate the entire human brain. Um, it's capable of performing 228 trillion synaptic operations. Craziness. Um, yeah, not only is this interesting in terms of computing, um, finding out how the brain, human brain, can operate um, with such little power consumption, which will become more and more important in the future, but also maybe um, an interesting insight into, um, into consciousness, which is... Something that not only science struggles to answer, but philosophy too. So it'd be it, being a, um, a fan of, of of insights into consciousness. I'm um, I'm going to be following that news story with some great detail. Then we got into today's unpopular opinion, which is the concept of personal branding is creating superficial interactions. Personal branding is. Um, yeah, is is a tough subject. We we looked at self things like uh, certain things like uh, how we are becoming products that we ourselves market, how um, uh, how we operate quite often like our own PR agencies. Um, on the on the true side of this argument, right? How can you represent um, fully yourself when you're only showing half of the image? But then we looked at the cons also, that personal branding does not necessarily lead to superficial interactions, right? Don't we all always only represent a certain part of ourselves to, um, to the world? You know, we've said this many times on the show. We tend to think of ourselves as islands, as complete. We're always projecting the complete us 100% of the time, and that's not true. I'm quite a genuine um, guy. But I don't talk to my nieces the same way as I talk to Richard Vaughn or, or my bosses. I don't talk to my bank manager like I do my best friends. You know, we're multifaceted individuals that constantly only project one image of ourselves. Is there really a problem if we project professionally a certain image of ourselves? I don't think so. I don't think so. But, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong about that. Because when we asked people on Instagram, they said 91% true. I did get some other comments on Instagram. Let's get into those in a second. Your elves are rebelling, says Vero. Yeah, true story. <laughs> uh, Chris Valrol, how are you doing? Good morning. And Friday Con joining us all the way from South Africa. How are you doing, my dude? Okay, let's get into some, um, some comments I received on Instagram. I think it's all about balance, says Eliza. Sure, personal branding can feel a bit show-offy. Uh, oh, how would you say it? show-offy in Spanish? Poco presumido, would you say? Do I get a new velato? You have to tell me. Um, but it's also a way to express who you really are. I try to keep it real with my followers, says Eliza. 
David, or David, I don't know where you're from, says, um, I see personal branding as a necessary tool. It's about presenting yourself professionally, especially in a competitive market. Okay, true story, true story. Um, Tara says, from a psychological perspective, ooh, <laughs> um, this obsession with personal branding can be quite harmful. It often leads to a focus on surface level interactions. Okay, Tara, let's uh, talk, you and I. You seem to have a little insight into um, psychology. So let's interact for a second, you and I. Can lead to surface level interactions. Living in the real world, as I do, outside of the Probo studio, <laughs> um, 90% of my interactions are superficial. <laughs> what interaction? You're not, you're not in an elevator saying, so tell me, how do you feel about love? <laughs> do you think we'll ever create a computer capable of feeling emotions? No, you talk about the weather, you talk about your job, you talk about politics or the news. 99% of our interactions are superficial. As is small talk, charla trivial, you know what I mean? Or, or conversation trivial. The social lubricant that helps us delve into uh, deeper matters later on. Um, you know, personal branding is just, uh, I think it's just a, a pop psychology phrase that we've um, we've come to uh, describe what is what has always been the multifaceted nature of um, of human interaction, right? Tara, you um, you know obviously I obviously maybe you have maybe you haven't, but imagine you have um, studied psychology and you speak to your psycho your your colleagues or your fellow um, alumni. You're probably not talking to them the same way over beers as you talk, uh, you know, on a Friday night after college, as you are talking to them in a professional setting, in a clinic or um, uh, or at work or anything. You know, y you know, we are multifaceted, and you know, we often, I think, forget the value in understanding that about ourselves. You know, you can't always portray the true you. You know. I don't talk to my nieces the same way as I talk to you guys on the radio. I don't talk to you guys on the radio the same way as I talk to my boss. You know, we are multifaceted. And not any side of those interactions I have that are different among different um, demographic or different people. All of that is me. All of those facets combined makes me who I am. You know, and if I want to portray a certain kind of more professional side of myself, whether that be online, that my personal brand of being a media marketing communication specialist, then so be it. That is no less me than the side of me that loves to joke about um, religion and talk about politics and things like that. No less. They're all um, facets of the person that I am. I think we do um, well as a society to remember that. Um, Leo says, totally superficial in my opinion. We should be building communities, not personal brands. It's all about genuine connection, um, not this brand me culture. Um, it's missing the point of real human interaction, says Leo. Fair point, Leo. I understand what you're saying. Um, we should be building communities rather than brands. But consider this. On the back of our personal branding, communities are created. Okay, I've already made the argument for the fact that, you know, for, for the fact that we are multifaceted, right? If you're a member of the art community on Reddit or on Instagram or whatever, there is a community there that you walk into and um, you, you gain your, your passage, your right of passage, simply by, um, by making or by reflecting that value in your personal branding. Do you understand what I'm saying? For me, the idea of personal branding and um, and creating community are one in the same. Quite often, you know, if I'm in the jokes for you, like when back when I was um, uh, when I was an influencer on on um, on what was formerly Twitter, well, an influencer, I'd like forty thousand followers in in um, in Twitter's infancy. 
and you know, I would interact with the um, with the hashtags. I would kind of get involved, uh, piggyback off of other people's jokes. You know, at no point would I break character and get into um, uh, off-topic things like, let's talk about the nature of love. Because my personal brand at that moment was comedy, you know? And guess what? Made a ton of friends. Other, inst- other Twitter comedians, people who followed and liked my jokes. Community was built around the idea of that personal brand. And that personal brand, guess what? A big part of it was me. Even though it's not the, it didn't kind of, it wasn't a compilation of all my hopes and dreams and thoughts. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Friday Con says it comes down to communication strategies and how roles affect the interaction. That gets the Probo stamp of approval. Um, Vero says, "Who are you now, Rob? Professional Rob, influential Rob, fun Rob? <laughs> On the radio, I am very close to the person that I am." The only difference, I think, is that I try and speak a little more clearly. <laughs> That's the only difference. That's why I have so much fun doing the show. Okay, anyway. So, I made the statement. I made this. Let's find out what you guys think. I made the statement that the concept of personal branding, um, the concept of personal branding is creating superficial interactions. You guys said... true. Yeah. I am all right. Whereas I don't necessarily 100% agree, it's worth bearing in mind the sage advice from Grandpa Bo. Opinions, they're like buttholes. Everyone has one, they all stink, including mine. (laughs) But I will leave off off today um, with a final thought. Whereas, it's true, we are multifaceted individuals. Oh, Chris Valroll here says, In theory, all this personal branding thing seems very useful, but perhaps um, degenerated. Always be yourself, please, says Vero. Yeah. But what is yourself, right? What is yourself? Is yourself the way you talk to your parents? Is the way is yourself the way you talk to your kids? Is yourself the way you interact with the people, your colleagues at work? Is yourself the way you talk to your partner? Is you, what is yourself? I would argue yourself are all those things and more. The more being the internal self that you share with no one. We are multifaceted individuals. Sure, we can have a personal brand of comedy, or we can have a personal brand of of marketing professional. But that is no less you than the you that you share with your best friends, right? And our interactions becoming more superficial? Because that's the question. After having, after saying everything that I've said and reading the results of both a poll on Instagram and a live poll, here's what I'll say. That yes, they probably are in certain sections creating superficial interactions. But 95% of our interactions are superficial anyway, friends. We're not digging deep with everyone. There's a side of ourself we probably only share with our partners, best friends, um, family. But 95% of our interactions are done in elevators, shouting across the the office to um, a colleague. Most of our interactions tend to be in some way superficial, you know? We're not having deep conversations 100% of the time. So is the concept of personal branding creating superficial interactions? Yes, but I wouldn't say any more so than it has throughout history. And on that note, guys, let's go to today's 100 Humans. My God, a, a, a really serious show today. Why is Rob so serious? Because of his internet issues. <laughs> All right, anyway, let's um, uh, let's get into today's unpopular opinion. It was a long walk to work today across snow-capped mountains and through river valleys, and on that walk, I encountered 100 humans, and I asked them all a question. Today's question was, um, name common topics for small talk. Name common small talk topics. Temas comunes de conversación o charla trivial. I asked them that question, they gave me their answers. I'm in possession of the top seven answers right here. Your job in the chat is to identify those top seven answers. 
Um, a big thanks to Ravdos, Materia Oscura, Pedro, Macvia, Vero, CJ, Barbas, Pia, Pilar, that's all folks, B Lopez, and Nessa Vanessa for interacting on Instagram with this. Sorry, pardon me. <laughs> um, here we go. Uh, Vero and um, Vero and Chris Valrol in the live audience say weather. As did Nessa Fanessa, B Lopez, Pilar, that's all folks, CJ Bar Barbas, um, Vero McVia, McVia uh, or MC Via, and Pedro in, and Ravdos in, the, in Instagram. Yeah, weather. Uh, we're getting the feeling this is a number one answer, guys. <laughs> did they say that? Of course they did. Well done, guys. Well done. Um, weather is there, and guess what? Of course. It's the number one answer. Congratulations to all you guys who said that on Instagram to the weather. Number one answer, 38 of 100 humans said weather. All right. Friday Con says video games. Hmm. Is video games there? No, it's not. It's a good answer, but it's not there. Playing video games is considered something, right? It's, you know, we put it under the umbrella term with several other activities. That is there. But video games in isolation is not. Let's turn our attention, while you're, um, while you're making more guesses in the chat, let's turn our attention to, um, to Instagram again. Materia Oscura said children. Children. I guess we could expand that out to mean family, right? Family. Is family a common small talk subject? Family. Materia Oscura killing it. Well done. Family is there. Six of a hundred humans um, said family. It's in fifth place. All right. Um, traffic, says Vero. Traffic. It's a great answer. Traffic. Eee. I want to give it to you, but I don't think I can. I don't think I can. It's a great answer, but uh, it's not there. It's not there. FridayCon is, has answered something that I would say it falls under. FridayCon here says um, uh, current news. So news. That could be traffic, right? News. Is news there? Yes, it is. Well done, Conman. News is there. Five of a hundred humans said news is in sixth place. You guys have one, two, three left to get. Ooh. Price increases. Hmm. The cost of living crisis. I would say that falls under news, wouldn't you? That's news. <laughs> okay, so you've got three more to get. Mm. So what else do we have? Work, says uh, says Conman. Work. Is work there? Yes, it is. Well done. Work is there. It's the second most popular answer with 18 of 100 humans saying work. So three more to get. Three more to get. The third, fourth, and seventh most popular answer. Um, all right, let's see. Okay, let's turn our attention back to um, Instagram for a second. We have sports here. I think that falls under news. Politics, says Ravdos. I say that would fall under news as well. Ravdos also says photos of Rob. <laughs> no. <laughs> no one's talking about that. If anyone sees a photo of me, they immediately wipe it from their, from their brains as painful memories. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to give you guys some clues. I'm seeing a lot of answers in the chat. Sports, um, um, how a person's day was, shows and movies, pets from Chris Valroll. They're all good answers, but they are not there. Let me give you a clue. Um, right after the summer, this is probably the most common topic of small talk. Right after the summer. <laughs> what, does, what do people do in the summer? Friday Con says, YouTube videos. That's how I spend my summer. Just watching YouTube videos. <laughs> um, good answer, but Con, it's not there. Chris Valroll says, holidays or travel, right? Travel. Is travel there? Of course it is. Well done. 
seventh most popular answer, with five of 100 humans saying travel. Okay, guys, you're so close to getting this now. Only two more to get. Um, back to school, work. We've had work as an answer, Vero. Good one. It was there. Okay. Um, this, probably the most common, <laughs> the most common small talk on a Friday evening or a Monday morning. <laughs> on a Friday, I always ask Nacho on the show what his plans are for this. <laughs> Vero has an answer, Kwan. It was easy. That was a good clue. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Vero says, a weekend. Well done. Oh, well done. Weekend was there. Um, Friday con, I'm so far disconnected from the normal small, ta small talk. It's funny, says con man. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, kind of me too, con. <laughs> That's what happens when you spend too, too much time online or, you know, you're an isolationist like me. <laughs> uh, Fiesta, says um, Chris Valroll. No, it's not there. Parties is not there, but the weekend as a subject would be. Okay, there's one thing left to do. Yeah, no. Um, I used to paint. This that was my principal one of these things. Some people um, uh, like train spotting. Alberto Alonso likes plane spotting. Um, yeah, drawing, painting, reading, watching certain TV shows. They would all fall under this umbrella word. Come on, guys, you are you know this. <laughs> Friday Con has it. Let's see if anyone else can guess this. <laughs> Playing video games to answer your question, Con, you know? Or watching YouTube videos falls under this. You're not so far disconnected, my friend. So Friday Con says, hobbies. Pasatiempos. Is hobbies there? Or aficiones, I think you might say. Is it there? Of course it is. Well done, my friend. Well done. You're doing God's work. <laughs> hobbies was there with how many? With eight of 100 humans saying it, it's in fourth place. Let's very quickly have a look at those answers. All right, in position, when I, well, sorry, when I asked 100 humans to name small talk topics, in position number seven, we had travel. Travel, um, vi vacaciones, viajes. In position number six, we had the news, noticias. In position number five, we had family, family, um, familia, right? In position number four, we had the weekend fin de... Oh, no. We had hobbies, aficiones, or pasatiempos. In position number... I have completely lost. There we go. Three. Three. We had the weekend, el fin de semana. In position number two, we had work, trabajo. And finally, in position number one, the weather, el tiempo. Well done, guys. Seven. Oh. What happened there? Shut up, 100 humans. <laughs> Aficciones, says uh, Vero. Thank you, Vero, you get. Será posible. Vaya nivelazo. <laughs> All right, let's quickly move on to today's Complete the News. Okay, I think we only have time for one today, sadly, guys. So let's do the best one. And nature. Complete the News. This is Complete the News. I'm going to give you a real news headline but I'm going to leave out some important information with the three options I give you. You have to complete the news. Okay, so here we go. A unique dolphin with blank spotted by researchers in Greece. A unique dolphin with blank is spotted by researchers in Greece. Un delfin único con blank... Um, avistado por investigadores en Grecia. Hmm. Avistado? Is that right? Am I right in saying that? O visto por investigadores en Grecia. A unique dolphin, un delfín único. Okay, is it... <laughs> I love this piece of news. Is it A, a dolphin with three eyes? <laughs> Tres ojos. Is it B, a dolphin with thumbs, pulgares, thumbs. Or is it C, legs, patas, piernas? Woo! Oh my God, what kind of a weirdo dolphin are we talking about? A unique dolphin with blank 
spotted by researchers in Greece? Is it A, three eyes, tres ojos, B, thumbs, pulgares, or C, legs, patas, or piernas? A, B, or C? Ooh, there's a tie in the chat right now. The tie between B and C. We need someone to be the tiebreaker. Come on, my friends. You can do this. I think any of these would be equally <laughs> equally terrifying, right? <laughs> it's three eyes. No one's saying three eyes because they think it's um, uh, they think it's just a, a Simpsons thing. <laughs> Blinky the dolphin. <laughs> okay, all right. It's a tie between B and C. Okay, let's see. If you guys are right, half a point each. <laughs> okay, here we go. Unique dolphin with... The answer is... B, thumbs. <laughs> Congratulations if you said B. Well done to you, Chris. Um, here we go. Researchers from the Pelagos Cetacean Research Institute in Greece have discovered a unique striped dolphin with thumb-like flippers in the Gulf, Gulf of Corinth. This rare sighting, the first of its kind in 30 years of research, suggests the dolphin's unusual flipper morphology might be due to rare genetic variations. With the isolated dolphin population of about 1,300 in the Gulf, um, despite its distinct flippers, um, the dolphin was observed swimming and playing normally with its pod. Um, Experts believe the thumb-like flippers could be a result of altered genetics affecting flipper development, a theory supported by the fact that both flippers are affected. This discovery adds to our understanding of marine mammal biology. And also, you know, if the, if the dolphin likes something you said, it can show its approval. <laughs> all right, my friends. Look, that's all we've got time for today. Tomorrow is the last show of the year. That makes me very sad. Um, guys, so many things you could have been doing today. Instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me, and it means the world. See you next time.